0: So, how does it feel when you play Roll Up to Win with Tim Hortons? Buy a hot or cold beverage using the Tim's app and find out. Roll in the app for a chance to win prizes ranging from free coffee and donuts to a Universal Orlando resort vacation or a sweet car. Oh, don't forget the TV. And this year, every roll is a shot at a $1,000 daily giveaway drawing for two $500 prizes. Roll Up to Win and get treated by Tim's. No purchase necessary. Account registration required. 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 plus. Enter by 4223. See rules at RollUpToWin.com for free entry of full details. Void in Florida and where prohibited.
1: Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and I'm very excited to discuss all the topics we're going to discuss in today's episode. But first, I want to give a reminder that if you haven't listened to the previous episode, uh, we discussed state of politics both within the US and Canada. We discussed white privilege, white fragility, and how those are um, related to the systems that work within both of our societies. Um very great, great episode, highly enjoyed it. And today we're going to get a bit back into the sexual health world. Um, I was so excited to record with this guest. This episode was also recorded in Toronto and uh, it's going to be featuring Dr. Stephen DeWitt who is just honestly, such a freaking joy. Uh, he's a board certified sexologist. He holds a master of public health in human sexuality and a doctorate of human sexuality. Uh, he actually started off as a sexual health counselor um, at Toronto's Hassle Free Clinic. And now he travels both nationally and internationally speaking about sexual empowerment and as a, as a sexual educator, therapist, and consultant, he's committed to helping people live a sexually empowered life free of guilt and shame and, and fear and actually helped them have relationships that work. And he actually helps me a bit with that through this episode um, and hopefully will also help all of you listening. Um, I will say I share something a bit personal. Uh, that's That was definitely a first for me, um, a first sexual experience that I had. and. Um, yeah, just please remember as we go into all of these episodes that we are putting on our empathy hats and taking our judgment pants off or taking off our judgment hats. (laughs) We can keep our pants on um, unless you've consented to taking them off. But um, with all of that said, welcome to episode 104. We will be discussing healthy sexual communication, boundaries, and exploring new territory both with yourself and with your partner. So with all of that said... Let's talk about it. All right. So welcome, Stephen, to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
0: you for asking me to be here. I'm excited.
1: Yes. I'm su- Honestly, this is like, I've been, not to, you know, shit on my other guests, but like, <laughs>
0: You I- can. I'm the best. It's okay. No, no, no. We don't want to start any. <laughs> but any- I have
1: been super, super looking forward to this episode, mainly just because I love talking sex things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you just have fantastic energy. When we spoke on Thank the you. phone, I was like, definitely want to get together with him when i get to toronto so awesome. yes amazing thank you so much for being here You're very um so you do some amazing work and i want to start off just kind of sharing with our listeners some of the work you do mm. um and so maybe just a, a brief history a little bit of what got you into this kind of work
0: boy yeah. okay that's, um, yeah. So I'll give you the, the three because that's a, a really great question. A lot of people ask that. So three things that um, impacted me and shaped kind of who I am today. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I grew up Roman Catholic. Yeah. so growing up and being like sex is bad and wrong and Mm -hmm. and not only that but if even if you think about sex it's just as bad as having sex so i'd go to church and be like okay i'm not gonna not gonna that's pre i'm just waiting for marriage and then i'm Mm -hmm. not even gonna think about sex and then i'd go outside and there'd be movies and videos and uh uh, magazines yeah. and everything that's like sex, 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 sex. And I'm like, don't think about that. And yeah. of course I'm thinking about that. Yeah. So I just grew up and like, why is this like this? Like this mm-hmm. this dichotomy that I didn't quite understand at a really young age. Yeah. Um, and then I, uh, growing up, I played outside with like the neighborhood kids mm-hmm. as, as one did in my time. And um, <laughs>
1: yeah, those kids don't do that these days. Well, you know,
0: <laughs> it's different these days. Yes. And um, so what had happened was there was a girl that I was friends with and mm. She was two years older than me, and she mm-hmm. was sexually abused from the age of 7 to 13. Hmm. Okay. And I found this out when I was in grade 9, hmm. and uh, it hit me really hard. Um, I found out at school. I started crying at school. I went home. Um, talked to my mom about it and was really, really upset and and the girl actually came over and and talked to me Mm -hmm. and um, what was there for me is like I wanted to do something, I wanted to prevent that, like that shouldn't happen on Mm -hmm. my watch and um, the reality is I'm a five-year-old seven-year-old telling a five-year-old I I can't do anything but Mm -hmm. there was something there for me that was like uh, this shouldn't happen and if I can do something about it I, I'm going to do something about it yeah. um, the third thing was um, my parents were very proud of me mm-hmm. I, uh, I worked at, uh, as a topless male waiter mm. at a bar called the Wild Coyote in, in Vancouver, <laughs> British Columbia and uh, I, was in, I was in my last year of university mm-hmm. and so uh, what it, from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock it was women only mm. So and male strippers mm-hmm. and in Vancouver they go full Monty Yeah. And I was a topless male waiter. And I remember the host, a guy by the name of AJ, was like, Stephen, you just got to stand there, hold the drinks and keep talking. And they're going to buy drinks to shut you up or buy drinks because they're cute. And I'm like, I can do that all day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But what that really gave me uh, a witness to was raw female sexuality. Yeah. Like women just owning their voice, just just being expressive and I would sit there. And at that time in my life, I, I wasn't sexual at all. Mm-hmm. I think I had one girlfriend at that time. Yeah. And, and I was just like sitting there and being like, Toto, we ain't in Kansas anymore. Like how many, how many yeah. young men have a window into like mm-hmm. two, 300 women just expressing themselves and owning that. And yeah. there was no other space. And I would argue there isn't another space for women to actually own their voice. And for me, I was like all those three things, Led me to like just be really curious about sex, so I started <laughs> reading about sex as much as I can mm-hmm. and and trying to figure out as as much as I could, so those were the three kind of originating incidents that led me on the path that i'm I'm today, yeah, yeah.
1: wow, yeah, I mean all of that makes a lot of sense. And your first point around growing up Catholic, mm-hmm. um, I have received, this wasn't necessarily on my idea, on my, on my list to mm-hmm. discuss, but this is also just why I love podcasting. It's mm-hmm. like, we'll see wherever it goes. You bet. Um, but people actually message uh, me asking a lot about masturbation, mm-hmm. growing up Catholic and, mm-hmm. and religious and Christian, mm-hmm. and just not knowing, like feeling a lot of that guilt and a lot of that shame mm-hmm. around masturbating and mm-hmm. like asking if, I grew up that way. And if I had any experience with that, which I don't, I didn't grow up really with any kind of religion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But I'm curious if that was something you worked through personally, or if you've like done work helping people move through that guilt and shame of masturbation because of religion. So,
0: so uh, yes and no. Yeah. So I um, grew up, um, so my dad was Roman Catholic and my mom was Ukrainian Greek Orthodox. Mm. My mom was also a nurse and my mom also worked Mm -hmm. for Planned Parenthood back in the day. Yeah. Right? In the 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, so my mom was. would we talk about sex, and it's mm-hmm. normal, and it's healthy. Um, and there's a great story I tell about my mom. So when I first... Um, uh, this may be too TMI, but... It's never TMI. It's never, okay, TMI. We're, it's we're never
1: gonna, TMI on this pod. <laughs> you're
0: getting it raw <laughs> and real with Dr. DeWitt. Um, so when I was young, and I first started masturbating, um, I masturbated a lot. Yeah. To the point where... where- I would have sores on my penis.
1: Yes. I've heard this only in uh like stand-ups about like how yeah. do guys like jerk off until they bleed. So, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a thing. So
0: this is it wasn't quite bleeding, but there were sores. So yeah. again, and I was uh in um just out of elementary school going into high school, so we had sex education, mm-hmm. and a lot of sex education at that time, and it's changing now in different parts of the world, is fear-based. Yeah. STIs, you're gonna get pregnant, oh don't do it. Mm-hmm. blah 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 Yep. So I'm like I have an STI. So I'm mortified. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. You but
1: know. only through masturbating. Well,
0: so I didn't know that, but here, let's, <laughs> let's go there. So I'm like, what do I, what do I have to do? So I'm like, I have an STI. So I'm like, I got to talk to my mom about this. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to talk to my mom about this. Um, so I'm like, how, and so how embarrassing. I'm like 11 years old and I got to like, mm-hmm. uh, I still is dying. So I go and I talk to my mom and you know, my mom's a nurse, takes a look at it. She's like, Steven, don't worry about it. You know, you're, you're fine. It's, it's nothing. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I go back up to my room and then it hits me, Taylor. I'm like, oh, it's you masturbating. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't want my mom to think I, I have an STI. So I'm like, I now have to go tell my mom. And yes, I, so again, that you've been masturbating. Mortification. Mm-hmm. So I go down and I tell my mom, I'm like, you know, this is what it is. And my mom told me this great story that stuck with me to, to this day. She said, Stephen... She's like, there was this great army general, Mm -hmm. and he was about to go to war, and he had 10,000 of his troops in front of him. And he said, how many of you men don't masturbate? And there was maybe like 20 or 30 men who put up their hand, Mm -hmm. and he said, you're fired, you're liars, I don't want to go to war with you. Yeah. And so that was the story my mom told me, which meant like everybody does it, it's okay, it's natural, and it's healthy. So mm-hmm. that's that's an interesting story that that I got, which was really positive, and I shared yeah. that story, even though it's a little bit embarrassing. But I have worked, when I did my clinical placement here in Toronto at the Hassle Free Clinic, a wonderful place to work, I had all people from all sorts of, uh, all walks of life come in yeah. and dealing with all sorts of stuff. And the people that had the biggest challenges were the people that came from that highly religious background mm-hmm. where culturally there 's a lot of sex negativity and a lot of shame and a lot of fear, yeah. so we 'd have people who what we refer to as high anxiety low risk mm-hmm. so they 're freaking out about stuff that that they don 't need to freak out about yeah. um, so being patient and working through with people of their shame and where that came from, and just basic education about mm-hmm. them. You know, and this is something that I believe in. The most important sexual relationship you ever have is the one you have with yourself, mm-hmm. right? And that's not that is can be masturbation, but how you think about yourself sexually, what yeah. what works for you sexually, how do you honor yourself sexually? Absolutely. So that's a bit about my journey, and then and then working with yeah. other people through theirs.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. I don't think this team. I, I'm sure there's a male listener out there that's like. That that makes me feel less alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually... There was recently a episode of The Daily Show where uh, Mike... I forget his last name, but they do these little bits mm-hmm. and um, they were with white nationalists or with a psychiatrist and mm-hmm. psychologist talking about white nationalists that mm-hmm. uh, there's been some research done that is showing that they actually they discourage uh, masturbation mm-hmm. within their groups mm-hmm. and that that is leading potentially to a lot of the um, anger and aggression and just like mm-hmm. that these all these young men are mm-hmm. like abstaining from masturbation, mm-hmm. yet they have all this pent-up energy mm-hmm. and they're using all of that to fuel their movement. Mm-hmm. And it was a very interesting segment. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah,
0: there, one of the things that... Um I learned early on in my education was when you battle yourself you always lose. Mm-hmm. So when and sex is a natural expression of who we are it's a it's a it's a right that we have as human beings yeah. and uh, when we try and suppress that it comes out in weird ways because mm-hmm. it will always come out. Yeah. So a lot of the work that I do with couples And with individuals is having them own and step into who they are, and working through that shame or that fear or that guilt, Mm -hmm. so they can be fully self-expressed inside of that. You know, there's lots of different um, studies that have shown that again, if you suppress this or if you hide who you are, it you're going to lose that battle. It's going to come out in ways, and when you're trying to suppress it, it, usually comes out in unhealthy ways Mm -hmm. rather than fully stepping in and just like owning it and being like this is who i am this is how i like to rock out how do i connect with a partner or partners who are on the same page and same level that i am so i can you know have that type of connection and create something really amazing with my partner
1: definitely all right. I want to take a short break right here just to share a new sponsor of the podcast that I'm really excited about because whenever I am getting ready to go see clients, sometimes I feel like I have this stress of like, okay, do I dress, you know, stylish and, and professional? Or like, do I want to be comfortable, but then am I not being professional? There's this whole thought process that <laughs> occurs. But now, thanks to Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants, I don't have to deal with this conflict anymore. Uh, they create very stylish, comfortable, professional attire, so that you don't have to pick just one. Uh, With Beta Brand, you never have to sacrifice comfort or function for style. And it's honestly, they have very, very cute colors. My pants that I got are like a very cute, uh, like a rustic orange, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, They have so many different styles like boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped. They even have uh, a pair with eight, yes, eight pockets. (laughs) I mean, you could really be going like from a yoga class into work, going to home to cook dinner, going back to the office, like anywhere your day takes you, Uh, beta brands, pants, just really kind of are flexible and fit you into like any environment. And right now, um, our lovely listeners can get 20% off their first order when they go to com slash talk. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash talk. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work and I co-sign this. <laughs> so again, make sure to check out Betabrand and go to betabrand.com slash talk for 20% off. And I hope that, that helps you all maintain both your professionalism and your comfortability <laughs> because we should not have to sacrifice our comfort for our professionalism. And with all that said, we can get back to the show. Just to transition a little bit here into how to create something great with your partner, mm-hmm. a lot of the work that you do is helping people to reclaim mm-hmm. their sexuality mm-hmm. and get better in touch with um, with their own sexuality and with their sexual desires. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of questions from listeners and, and people on Instagram about how to communicate, mm-hmm. how to even talk mm-hmm. about sex. And mm-hmm. I'm someone that's super comfortable to, to talk about sex mm-hmm. and talk about it almost every day. Literally my Lyft driver from the airport into Toronto and I we were talking about, you know, all the, he was actually sharing about some of the training now that Lyft is um, offering people mm-hmm. about how to communicate in yeah. cars and because of these things that are happening with Uber and mm-hmm. sexual assaults and all this mm-hmm. and um, how they're literally, they're not even supposed to say the word sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he made a comment of, yeah, you know, in my 10,000 rides that I've had, I think not one person has ever mentioned sex, let alone said it as many times as you have. Yeah. So I'd say you're quite <laughs> comfortable talking about it. You get
0: a gold star. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable talking about it. Yeah. Um, but not everyone is. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't actually have even the the skills or the tools to know how to have some of these conversations mm-hmm. around sex before having sex mm-hmm. or even, you know, having sex with a long term partner but not yep. knowing how to communicate what they actually want. Yep. Um and so I feel like you got a lot to say on this topic. Yes, I I
0: do. How much time do we have left?
1: Yes, I'm going to let you take it away on um, some communication skills that you Mm -hmm. work with people Mm -hmm. on to be able to communicate that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I first like to start off of like why we're not good at communicating about sex. Yeah. Right? So first of all, we've never been taught how. Yes. Which is a big missing because... You know, when I work with couples, they'll go through hell and back. They'll go through Mm -hmm. death of parents, illnesses, sometimes death of of kids, job loss, all this stuff, and they'll communicate and they'll connect. But if they got to talk about sex and what's not working or what they want to change, it's like, yep, yep, yep. Like I don't want to do that. Yeah. So we've never actually been taught how to have real, mature. Mm Productive, constructive, con- and creative conversations around sex. Yeah. We know, we've been taught, we can like, as, as men, it's like, oh, we can joke, it's break it's just like locker room talk, mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. Women talk on a different level mm-hmm. um, about, you know, sex and what they love and there's that whole world. But then how do we, and again, if we look at a heterosexual couple, how do we communicate as mm-hmm. men and women? So the first part is we've never been taught. Yeah. Second, we've grown up in what I call a sex negative society. So Super. sex is good if it looks like this.
1: If it's sexualized yes. as well. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So, if sex is between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. uh, they're in love, they're married, and ideally for the purposes of baby making, mm-hmm. then sex is great, right? That's what yes. my great grandma would like, you know, like that's the way that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now, anything from that point is less than or bad or wrong. Yeah. And so there's this world like, oh, we have to fit into this box. And mm-hmm. if I don't fit into this box, or if I have to talk about this, uh, this is going to be weird. Yeah. The other thing is we've grown up, generally speaking, again in North America, in this like fairy tale kind of world of like this is what it's supposed to be. Prince Charming, come save me. Right? Mm-hmm. Sweep me off my feet, make yeah. passionate love to me and yes. multiple orgasms, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reality is, is a lot of the time because I like to say we all have a unique sexual fingerprint, yeah. we got to figure out what works for us and what works for our partner. Because Mm -hmm. you're reading off a script that has been written by your experiences by Mm. your relationships, by your family, maybe by your religion, by your trauma. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming with all that same stuff, but you're reading off a different script than I'm reading off, and then we're like, okay, we're going to mash our bodies together, and hopefully it's going to be amazing.
1: It's a love map. Right? The Gottmans talk about love maps.
0: Totally. Mm -hmm. And then if it's not, we're like, "Mm, sorry, Taylor, not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, talk to my buddies, I'm like, yeah, sex with Taylor and Nolan, not good. Not good. It's not going to work. Yeah, you know. And then we we step away from that, Mm -hmm. and Where, you know, I work with clients and can work with clients even if that's at the beginning of the relationship or, you know, in the middle or maybe sometimes at the end and they're trying Mm -hmm. to save it is how do we be responsible for our scripts, all the stuff that has shaped and created who we are now, come to terms with that and own that and then be able to share and express that with our partner Mm -hmm. and then have the space open up for them to share as well. Yeah. So it's it's about taking away a lot of the stuff that gets in the way of mm-hmm. two people who love each other. Yeah. So I believe if everything can be solved through communication mm-hmm. and. You know, people say, "Oh, Stephen, is is sex the most important thing in a relationship?" I'm like, "No, it's not." But it is a symptom of what's going on in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So if there's a lot of beef between you and I, or resentment, or I didn't take out the garbage, or walk the dog, or like I saw stuff on your phone just now going off, and I'm like, "Taylor, Mm -hmm. what's uh, who's uh, who's Brad? Mm, Mm -hmm. What's going on with that?" Right? (laughs) And that's in the back of my head. Then. You know, there's all this stuff that comes between us. Absolutely. And what's beautiful is when I work with clients, being able to pull all that stuff out of the way, mm-hmm. the most natural thing then is for them to like reach out and show their love and their connection through the physicality of it. Yeah. So I'm getting a little bit away. I'm going to go back to the communication yeah, part. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, two things in my research when I was doing my doctorate, and I focused a lot on communication that prevents people from actually connecting and actually mm-hmm. prevents your partner from actually hearing what you're saying. Yeah. Is two things. One, they don't know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can think of times when I had a partner sharing with me, or maybe when I was sharing with a partner and I didn't set them up. So I brought something up and they're like, oh my goodness. You know, does he not love me anymore? Is Mm -hmm. is he cheating on me? Is my butt too small? Is Mm -hmm. is the sex like, well, like, what am I like? What's going on? Like, your mind goes a bunch of different places. Because again, we've grown up in that sex negative society. So when something other than, oh my God, Taylor, you are a sex goddess. Mm -hmm. Anything other than that or heaven forbid something that's not working or that you want to change, most people will be triggered and... Mm spin off into a whole bunch of different places
1: yeah they think it's maybe something with them exactly. they take it personally usually be- totally. because they're not a hearing from you why that's the case yes. and they're also perhaps already dealing with their own insecurities around sex yes. and are then feeling like you're bringing this up because you've done something wrong
0: 100 percent. so that's the first thing that gets in the, in people's way mm-hmm. and the second part that leaves the person that you're sharing with At a loss for words is exactly that a loss for words. Mm -hmm. So usually when people are saying you got so much stuff going on for them, they just kind of blurt it out, and then your partner's sitting there like, like, like (laughs) all the stuff like, what, what do we do? Like, how do we do this? So. I created, it's called the Lita technique and I'll share with you the mm-hmm. four steps to it. But you make it a co-creative process. You invite mm. your partner and you want their thoughts, their yeah. feedback. So now it's two people talking about something rather than someone blurting out something to the mm-hmm. other person and hoping that they're going to know exactly where they're coming from and why they're bringing it up and yeah. be open to like creating a solution where most people shut down. Mm-hmm. And I can look at myself where in the past... Uh, Before I did a lot of the work myself, I would do that or sharing with with a partner and have her shut down. Yeah. Um, So is it okay if I share the the LITA technique? Yeah. So LITA is an acronym. Mm -hmm. So Mm L-I-T-A. So L is you want to share what you like or love about the person in the relationship.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: The I is you want to share what's important to you about the person in the relationship said another way is like, what are you committed to for the future? Mm -hmm. So these first two steps allow that person to like relax into, oh, I know where Taylor's coming from now and I'm now more open and receptive Mm -hmm. to the T, which is the next part, which is the topic.
1: Yeah. Well, the first two also provide an opportunity for connection.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So then you bring up the topic as the person's like, okay, I feel a lot better Mm -hmm. now. Um, You bring up the topic, and then the A is the last part, and it's A squared. So there's two parts of it. First of all, you want to ask if they're open to having the conversation right now. And guess what? They may not be. Mm-hmm. They may not be, you know, like, I don't know about you, but you know, sometimes people come to you and they're like, hey, Taylor, is it, uh, can we have a conversation right now? And you're like, no, because you're busy doing something and they keep mm-hmm. talking over you and yep. you want to punch them in the throat, yep. right? So we want to respect our partner. They may not be in that space to have that conversation. They may have gotten in a fight with their mom, the, the dog, you know, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of stuff going on. And that's fine. If they say no, just say, great, when would be a good time? Yes. Whether that's the next day or a week or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Perfect. Yeah. You set that up. Mm-hmm. And then you say Great, because I'd love to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you think about this. And so that brings us into this now co-creative space where it's like, oh, first of all, I feel safe to have this conversation. Yeah. And you want to hear where I'm coming from in this. This is now a partnership between like you and I sitting shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. rather than apart being like, oh yeah, like this is wrong and yeah. like there's something. You're that doing we- this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a that's a technique that a lot of people mm-hmm. really enjoy. Hmm. And the cool thing about the Lita technique. You don't always have to do it with a partner talking about sex. Hmm. If you want to talk to colleagues or friends or family, it's any awkward or uncomfortable conversation. This makes things go yeah. so much smoother. I was, I was uh, doing a workshop here in Toronto and there was this guy, I never forget his name was Omar. He, he gave me permission to use his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's sitting in the front row. He's one of those people when you speak, they love, they're like, oh my yeah. goodness, they're like eating everything up, <laughs> they're like taking notes. Yes. Like, so he comes up, up after me and he's like, you know, Dr. DeWitt, that was amazing. I'm like, just call me Steven. And he <laughs> yeah. says, uh, you know, the Lita technique, I love that. I'm going to yeah. use that. So I was like, great, you know, good for you. High five. Mm-hmm shake his hand off his way the next day I'm in I'm in my office and bing I get this email mm-hmm. so I look at my email and it's Omar and he's writes, oh my goodness Steven I used the lead a technique with my boss it was amazing mm-hmm. and I email him back and I'm like you know good for you congratulations yeah. send that off and then bing I get an email from him and he's like oh my god Steven I'm not having sex with my boss and I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, Omar, it's cool, man. Like use it wherever you gotta use it. You're not yes. banging your boss. Yes. You know we're cool. Yes. It's
1: communication. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's so, amazing.
0: And and so much of and I always say uh, the most important part of having a great sex life mm-hmm. is through communication.
1: Hundred percent. And
0: communication with two people. First and foremost yourself. Mm-hmm. So how you think about sex. Yeah. And secondly, the communication between your partner you and your mm-hmm. partner. And so a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, I want to have better communication with myself. And I'm always like, okay, great. Like, let's talk about how you communicate with yourself first. Mm -hmm. What are the stories? What are the fears? What are the concerns? All that other kind of stuff that's spinning in your head Mm -hmm. that shows up between you and your partner and you make it about your partner. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. once you can start taking responsibility and ownership for that, and then your partner sees you taking ownership and responsibility for that, and they're like, Oh, shit, something's different about Taylor. Yeah. You know, she's, she's doing something differently. Oh, now I'm going to step up mm-hmm. because she's not doing what she usually does. That gets us, you know, down that crappy argument yeah. fighting place. Oh, I'm going to step up. I'm going to do something different. And then you notice, oh, Stephen's doing something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to. And, and so it's like this step up towards where people want to be in their relationships. Yeah. And helping people navigate that and, and explore that and express that is it, what, it's what lights me up if I'm doing that, yeah. you know, one on one with a couple, or if I'm speaking in front of a large audience, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's getting people to be like, "Oh, you know, I, I can actually do that. I can yeah. see now a path." Because so many people are so stuck
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: frustrated, they don't know what to do or how to do it. Super. Yeah.
1: And one of the things that some people want to do yes. when they are stuck is introduce toys. Yes. And. Uh, Okay. At the beginning of the episode, I said I was super excited for this. Yes. And um, I'm going to be honest and share with listeners now why I'm actually super excited. And that's because I got a text from Steven yesterday that he was coming back from the airport and got 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 stuck at TSA (laughs) uh, because he had Winston with him. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that are seeing the little clip on Instagram or whatever to see what Winston looks like um, this is Winston but for those of you that are not watching the video Stephen you want to share a little bit about Winston
0: for us so Winston is an 18 inch uh, believe uh, silicone rubber um, combination uh, it's, a, it's a dildo <laughs> And- it's a
1: huge, massive dildo, and I yes. also just want to point out we are in a co-working space currently yes. in an office that has glass. So I'm windows. gonna hold this
0: up right now, like this, and like put it over Taylor's head, like this, and like, oh, like, that's good. Okay. And
1: so far, no one has paid attention, but I'm also very curious to see when someone walks by and realizes we have like an 18 inch yeah. dildo sitting on the table.
0: Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Winston has been with me for a while, and why I have him. First of all, he's um he's never been used, so it's all for prop and and stunts. Yes. But it's about. Um, some of the myths that we 're told as men, like who mm. we have to be sexually, right oh yes, so we have to have the biggest penis we 're going to mm-hmm. have sex for the most uh, for the longest period of time mm-hmm. we 're always ready for sex, and we always please our partners like we 're the sex robot yes. that we 're conditioned to do. Yeah. The reality is is we 're not that, mm-hmm. so I bring winston when i 'm talking primarily to you know groups of men or, or or boys, and talking about the male myths about who we are as as uh, sexual beings. now, the funny <laughs> part is. Um, I brought Winston once to a school that I was speaking to and it was 18 year old boys. So I pull out Winston and they, they start laughing, but the laughter was like a little bit more intense than I'm used to. So I was like, yeah. whatever, maybe I'm really funny today. Right. I got an <laughs> ego. I'm like, yeah, I'm rocking this out. Yeah. So anyways, we finish, you know, there's like, I don't know, like two, 300. And then, uh, the principal and the teacher come to me and they're like, Steven, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, it was really, really great. Um, but, um, we have a teacher here by the name of Winston. <laughs> And I was like, no. "Oh damn!" <laughs> so now I'm always really careful to be like, "Do you? Is there a teacher or a CEO or someone named yes. Winston?" And then I will change his name. Um, yes. But yeah, so I got I got pulled aside into because this was in my carry on <laughs> and so my bag got inspected. So what I did, so these, there's these two lovely, like older women on either side of me. And I'm like, Oh, how do I do this? So the guy's really great. He comes up and I was like, before you open my bag and his eyes like open (laughs) up, he's like, what are you going to like, what is this guy going to say? I'm like, I'm a sex educator. And, um, so inside are some interesting things. And he just looks at me and he's like, Oh, and he's Mm -hmm. like, We can see it on the screen. He's like, it's huge. I'm like, yeah, his name's Winston. And he's like, Mm -hmm. with something that big, you got to have a name for it. And I'm like, yep.
1: Yes. I have names for all my toys. I name all of them. Um, and I take it couples aren't necessarily introducing a Winston into their sex life. Some couples, some perhaps, um,
0: it's not a starter uh, toy. Yeah, that's yeah. not...
1: Yeah. No yeah, yeah. one's starting off with Winston. Yeah. Um, but for couples that do want to start off introducing mm-hmm. some toys, um, what... I mean, I have my own kind of thoughts on this, yes. but I would love to hear from you some tips that you help give people.
0: So I'm going to step back a little bit from that question yeah. and just talk more broadly about um, how people introduce something new into yes. their sex life generally it could be toys it could be something else mm-hmm. so Definitely. i have um an acronym yes. all the acronyms, yeah, i'm easy all for about people, it um, to learn so it's called swat b so s-w-a-t-b mm-hmm. so before you start using something new or connecting with a partner for the first time or introducing anything into your sex life um so s stands for safe words mm-hmm. so have a safe word one for stop and one for slow down now this could be anything that is like that you would not say in a sexual space so like mine was blueberry sure blueberry like Mm -hmm. taxi pineapple ham hocks like whatever you want so have safe words that Mm -hmm. you know can let your partner know where you're at and both people have safe words um so the w is Mm well-being so where is your partner at where are you at yeah. And there's two parts. So you look at the physicality of it. Did you pull a muscle at the gym? Did you burn your wrist curling your hair or straightening your hair? Um, and emotionally, where are you at? Are you depressed? Are you sad? Are you excited? Are mm-hmm. you stressed? Are you tired? What's yeah. going on?
1: Well, being your emotion, your like emotional relationship with yourself. Yes, like, where your where your confidence where is at, at. Where yeah,
0: because you want to have that connection with your partner because you know they're all super jazzed up and we're gonna bust out Winston and you're like <laughs> yes. uh, you know I just got some bad news at school or at work or whatever. Yeah, so. I like to say we have sex for a reason, a season, uh, uh, an emotion, a nighttime or a lifetime.
1: Oh, you're not only with the acronyms but with the rhyme,
0: freestyle, and straight off the dome. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's it's looking at sex as a buffet. So what is going to honor myself yeah. and what is going to honor me at this time? And is yes. introducing something new, is introducing a toy, is introducing something going mm-hmm. to honor where I'm at right now?
1: Yes. And looking at sex as a buffet as opposed to like baseball game, yes. you ain't got no sex toys on the, on the totally. plates. Totally. There's no introducing new things on the, on the totally. baseball diamond. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we get
0: uh, caught in, in a rut. Yeah. And the only you know, difference between a rut and a grave is the depth of the hole. Right, So this is what, and listen, I've been there, maybe you've been there, but like you think about your partner or past partners Mm -hmm. or maybe future partners and it's like, oh, sex is going to start like this. It's going to follow this thing. So how do we interrupt that and do that differently? The Mm -hmm. A in SWAT, B stands for aftercare. What do yes. you need afterwards to reconnect? When you're connecting with a partner for the first time or trying something new, you're stepping outside and exploring new things that different things may come up for you. Mm-hmm. So, afterwards, what do you want to do to recalibrate, reconnect, so then yeah. you can continue on your day or your night mm-hmm. from there? Yeah. The T is triggers. Mm -hmm. What are the things that are going to take you out of a sexual headspace? It could be something someone says, Mm -hmm. or it could be a way you're touched, or anything along those lines. So share that with your partner so you can have that really great, amazing experience together. Mm -hmm. And the B, what are your boundaries around this? Oh,
1: yes, 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 yes. So what are your
0: hard boundaries, which is like, hell no, Taylor, not in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be soft boundaries. And so that's like, maybe if we're celebrating something or if we're on vacation or something Mm -hmm. like that, and the only times soft boundaries are explored is after a conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean I'll I'll share a, a little bit here just around boundaries. Sure. Um I've I used to have a lot a lot of boundaries mm-hmm. sexually. Mm-hmm. And it was like right before I went on the show about like 3 years ago mm-hmm. that I kind of explored letting some of those down mm-hmm. and you know definitely went outside of my comfort zone. Yep. And one of them that I still have had which I've shared in a previous episode of the podcast uh with Dr. Lauren Uh, Vogel Mercy was um, coming inside me. Mm -hmm. Coming inside my vagina is not an option. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not on the pill right now anyway, so like why someone would want to try to do that, Mm -hmm. don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But because it feels so good. Yeah, right? Because it helps me connect with you. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, But the one that this came up in, in a past relationship, um, I've never had someone fully come in my mouth from mm-hmm. a blowjob. Mm-hmm. that I've always pulled it out that like, I want to see it out. Yeah. And like, I've never, like I've tasted the cum, right. But it's never been like a full out, like yeah, in yeah. my mouth and like I'm swallowing a whole yeah. load. Like that just has always seemed outside of my comfort zone. Sure. And it's something I usually communicate ahead of time of like, Hey, just so you know, like don't come in mm-hmm. my mouth. mm mm-hmm. Um, and I explored that sexual boundary.
0: <laughs> and how was it?
1: Just last night.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, high five. <laughs> first of all, did it we go well? Let me not give yeah, you a high five. Okay. No, good. it
1: did. It, it went really well, actually. Awesome. And I, I have to say, I mean, uh, at first I didn't like. I knew he was about to come, right? Yeah. And I, I. Didn't have that usual instinct that mm-hmm. I usually do of like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to like pull it out. Like, and usually mm-hmm. that's like a fear, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, oh, like it's going to shoot in the back of my throat and yeah, I'm yeah. going to like choke and die. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like a little irrational, but also some truth there. Sure. Um, and I remember I like did a poll with like a bunch of my girlfriends, like, okay, like, do you let them fully come in your mouth? Like, mm-hmm. do you like, mm-hmm. you know, what, whether you swallow or you spit, like, do you actually take a whole load in your mouth every time you give a blowjob? job? Yeah. And it was mixed. Mm. Um, But I definitely felt safe in the interaction Mm -hmm. and it didn't, uh, I didn't have that fear, that knee jerk reaction that came up. But one thing I super appreciated and I think part of why I didn't even realize it was fully happening at the start Mm -hmm. was that his cum like didn't taste like anything. Mm -hmm. Like it tasted very good. Mm -hmm. And in the past I've like been with guys and right in the cum it tastes like funky and I'm like, it's not like I fully want that in my mouth, let alone like just the whole thing. Yeah. And I think a huge part of that has to do with diet. Yeah. Um, this man doesn't drink and is mm-hmm. also vegan. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that was fantastic, and actually. I was like, <laughs> I I You know vegan <laughs> with your men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was it was actually very good. And I I'll <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna share this. But um, I think this is like an important real life sex experience yeah. to share that yeah. um, as it happened I It was in my mouth and then like the end, (laughs) I didn't, again, I didn't fully realize. And so once I realized that all of this is in my mouth now, I had still continued to kind of give him a blowjob a little bit. And so some of it was like coming out. And then I was like, yeah, this is a hundred percent like, whoa, like it just hit me. I was like, I just had a full thing in my mouth. And then I started laughing and- (laughs) He was, like, slightly confused. Of like, why are you laughing? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I just started laughing. And I, like, explained, you know, with it, like, kind of my mouth. And I was, like, I done it <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and he had no idea what I was talking about. And so I, like, communicated again, you know. And uh, it was very sweet. I was just like, tell me to get you a cup. And, like, he went, like, got me a cup. And I, like, spit out the rest of it in yeah. a cup. And I was, like, I definitely could have swallowed it. But I just now have made it so awkward and, like, got in my head because now I realize I'm just it's just sitting in my mouth and it would have been, like, too much of a moment to be like, okay, now I'm going to swallow all of it. Uh-huh. But I will say from that experience, it did go very well. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like, you could do that again. And I think I would actually, like, enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, stepping outside of boundaries, mm-hmm. I think you can be surprised sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it ever, not that I'm, like, in a super serious thing with this person, right? Yep. But I think just the dynamic mm-hmm. that is there, that that feeling of safety, that feeling mm-hmm. of appreciation, mm-hmm. that feeling of respect, mm-hmm. that feeling of trust, mm-hmm. all of those things were super present to make me not have that kind of, like, fearful. And and it, I think this is really important, too, when it comes to, like, giving oral, mm-hmm. that you feel empowered in that. Yes. And, like, I think in most times that I'm giving a blowjob is, to please mm-hmm. by partner, mm-hmm. and isn't necessarily like, I'm really enjoying this. There are times that I super enjoy it. Yeah, and last night was one of them. yeah, um but to where I was just fully in it and was like, I'm really enjoying this, that it didn't feel as much of like oh like he's just gonna like try to come like all in my mouth and i'm gonna be like yeah, yeah, yeah. okay now i have to deal with this yes so this is a very different kind of dynamic that yes. i think allowed me to step outside of my boundary yeah
0: and it's so i mean first of all thank you for sharing i acknowledge you for taking yeah. the risk and yeah. just putting it out there <laughs> rock on that's how we do <laughs> yep, um, yep, yep. and uh, so there's so many really great things about that um one of them is what how you felt to have you be comfortable in that moment. You yeah. felt re- safe, respected, appreciated, yeah. maybe loved, like he you know, was turned mm-hmm. on by you, all these wonderful things that are Super. really great.
1: I felt very and- proud of myself. I was like, I'm doing a good job.
0: Yes, and like <laughs> to be empowered and to be comfortable. So yeah. a lot of when I work with, uh, with people, and this is specifically men, and they want to have a more vibrant and alive sex life, or even with their partner, I'm like, mm-hmm. think about what's going to make your partner comfortable. Yeah. If you can get your partner comfortable and my mom used to say and still does two heads are better than one mm-hmm. so it's rather than me being like the man and playing that scripted role of being the sexual yeah. aggressor and oh let's do this and i want to come mm-hmm. in your mouth and you're like i oh, you know, i kind of do it because I, yeah. I want to please you and all this other kind of stuff and be like hey taylor what makes you comfortable mm-hmm. you know what do you want to explore yeah what make what turns you on what gets you wet what mm-hmm. what where, where your fan is. And just a yeah. conversation inside of that can get things so much farther. A lot of women come to me and they're like, oh, I can't, I can't orgasm with my partner or can't orgasm with a man, mm-hmm. but I can orgasm by myself when yes. I'm using toys. Yes. Why is that? Or, or they're on this 100%. hunt to like, oh, I want to find a guy to, to, to make you orgasm. I want to find mm-hmm. a guy to, to make myself come." Yeah. Right? And I'm like, listen, nobody gives you an orgasm. Mm-hmm. You share your orgasm with your partner.
1: Oh yes!
0: I'm like if if orgasms yes. would be given out for Christmas, I would wrap up orgasms for everybody, and like you get an mm-hmm. orgasm, you get an orgasm, you get an orgasm. Yeah. And so what I ask, and again this is specifically around women, is what do you have or what's present when you're by yourself?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's missing when you're with a partner. Mm. So often it is a lot of what you just said, safety, yeah. respect, security, desire, control, mm-hmm. power, Yeah, all of those things. So when I work with, with women about this, it's like... Oh yeah, those I don't have those things. I'm worried about that, or I don't, I can't trust him, or this is what's going on in my head, or I'm Mm -hmm. feeling insecure about this, or we haven't had real communication about maybe what our relationship is and maybe what it isn't. We Mm -hmm. haven't talked about boundaries, so I don't know if he's gonna shoot his load in my mouth, and then I'm gonna like have to like Mm -hmm. half gargle, talk to him, run to the bathroom, spit it out, and then uh,
1: and then feel shame that you're like not just like swallowing. Yeah, like like, how come I'm
0: not a porn uh, star? I should totally do that. That's so yummy. Yeah. When it tastes not so yummy as yeah. it can at times.
1: Yeah, it can at times. And that's what I'm like, do you not get? Like sometimes people don't want to do that because like sometimes that doesn't taste good. And mm-hmm. like if I didn't taste good, I don't think you'd enjoy that. And I don't want you to do something to me because just because you think it's going to please me when it's not enjoyable for you. Yeah, Like I want it to be enjoyable for you. And yes. I think that's where I was like pleasantly surprised that I was like... I didn't think I was capable of doing that but I did it and I kind of liked it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right? When you can explore and that's where the real magic happens. When you get out on those skinny branches Mm -hmm. and like try something new and with a partner that you feel safe and respected and all those wonderful things then it's like huh what other things have i shut down Mm -hmm. and dropped the guillotine on and being like no never that's bad that's wrong that's gross or i tried it with brad i think was the guy (laughs) texting you um but now i'm open to you know what paul or sandeep or whoever Mm -hmm. it is and you know it would be like oh that's cool what what else can i explore and what kind of conversations do i need to have with this this partner of mine Mm -hmm. you know one of the things that i heard you say and i I don't want to step over it is Mm -hmm. you're like you know afterwards you know it was kind of like too awkward to like explain things or like to i'm now going to swallow and all those other kind of things Mm -hmm. so after that moment i'm guessing and i don't know correct me if i'm wrong you may have felt like all these different things and all these emotions and like feeling proud, but like, Oh, I could have done that better. Or if I swallowed it right away, it would have Mm -hmm. been all this other kind of stuff. And so I promise you, and I know if you had a conversation, you're lying Mm -hmm. there, he's lying there. You have all this stuff going on in your brain. In my mouth. Yeah. In your (laughs) mouth. And he's lying there being like, what, what's going on? And so whenever, this is what I tell people, whenever you're like lying in bed being like, Oh my God, uh, I don't know what's going on or what's Mm -hmm. happening here. Is this, have a conversation.
1: Yes. And just
0: be like, hey, this may sound weird, but can I just bring something yeah. up and share something with you? Like mm-hmm. that was a first for me. I feel yeah. kinda weird about it. Was that cool for you? Because I, I figure mm-hmm. like you know, just get cause yeah. then it's like And
1: and I did. I did. Yeah. I I I cannot not talk about something if it's awkward and yes. I'm like right there. That's where the and, richness is. Exactly. And he he very much like uh he turned towards me. Like he he's a very like That's nice awesome. kind person and so he's very sweet in that way and it wasn't like a oh like what are you doing
0: yeah
1: (laughs) it was like it was like oh like what's up like why why are you Mm. laughing like he was kind of laughing because I was laughing Mm -hmm. but then um I did talk through it and I was just I did have a lot of feelings I did feel like proud of myself and excited and I didn't necessarily feel like I asked him um he has a partner that, that he sees um Occasionally. Um, mm-hmm. and I asked, you know, like, oh, like, does that partner, like, you know, do they usually just like do it? Like, is that like what you're used to? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, I think like that is kind of common, but I just haven't. And I kind of liked it.
0: <laughs> so it's awesome that you liked it. Yeah. And again, I want to go back to you comparing yourself to someone else.
1: Yeah, well I like to get like a gauge because I wanna know what my partner is used to. Yes. So I was like, yeah, I guess that maybe that would have been different for you. Granted, this was not the first time I gave him a blow job. Yeah. Um, but the other times it led to sex or other things, yeah. and it was very clear that it was not a blowjob for just the specific blowjob. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I do the only reason I feel I ask and I inquire and I'm curious what other women do is To know if that's actually something that's like quote unquote normal, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or if it's something that is perpetuated and over sexualized by porn.
0: Okay. So, a couple things on that note. Yes. So, there is no normal when it comes to sex. Yeah, yeah. There is what is statistically normative. Mm -hmm. So if you look at a bell curve, the majority of people express themselves sexually with that partner. If you're like way on the edges of it Mm -hmm. and you're like 1% of the population is down with how you like to get down, that's 75 million people on the planet. So um, what I would invite you to to look at is... Mm -hmm. Ask, get in communication with your partner about what he likes and what Mm -hmm. works for him rather than what other women what he does with other women. Because when you start doing that, it narrows down what's possible between you creating something. So maybe he does Mm -hmm. something. I've talked to people and um, they do something with their partner and they don't actually like doing it, but they do it because this is what I have to do. Yes. Versus like, what do you really like? How do you like blowjobs? Do you want me to dress up like a Mm -hmm. sailor and bark like a dog? Yeah. And then perform Mm -hmm. oral sex on you? Like, what is it that you want? And then for you, it's like you stepping into and owning mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I don't care if every other woman on the planet takes loads in her mouth mm-hmm. and Taylor Nolan is like, "No, that's not my jam. Mm-hmm. It's still what works for you and what honors you." Yes. Now, totally. coming from a researcher and a podcaster and, you know, someone mm-hmm. who like wants to be connected with other people, sure, that's great information to have. Yeah. But what I'm hearing in the unsaid is a little bit about like Uh, Oh, like what? what is he – I want to please him or what do other people do when I want to be the best Mm -hmm. versus what I invite you and every other listener to be like I'm going to be the best Taylor Nolan Mm -hmm. in the sexual realm. I'm going to be the best Stephen DeWitt in the sexual realm. That means all the things I'm comfortable with and not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to create something with you that maybe you've never done before or I've never done before. But now it's this like rich kind of cool thing mm-hmm. where we can explore and play and connect and have yeah. all that awesome juiciness that we want.
1: All the juiciness, you know? Um, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I think I like that point. I, I think I do have those conversations about like what do you like mm-hmm. when it comes to that boundary that I've had of come. Yeah. I haven't usually asked like where do you prefer to come because typically it is like in my hole and I'm usually like. No, but I mean, there was like after he came that time, then there was more. And Uh then it was like, I did say at that point, I was like, I can do it. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do it. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to take this one. Um, But instead he wanted to come on my chest. And I, I haven't actually, we haven't talked about it yet today, but Mm -hmm. um, part of me does want to ask, like, did you, he said he wanted to come on my chest just because, you know, he had done that previously and that he enjoyed that and that it was kind of like sexy and Mm -hmm. that I don't think he's done with most of his other partners because usually it's just coming inside. Mm -hmm. Um, But part of me is going to inquire later Mm -hmm. of if he didn't want to come in my mouth partially because he was worried it'd make me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did feel I was like, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I can do this. Like, I want to do it now.
0: (laughs) So so that's awesome. And so you... Where do you – so this is – you don't need to share this. But when you're communicating with a partner, you can be like, you know what's really hot? When you come – on my like, pinky finger. That mm-hmm. turns me on mm-hmm. so much. I love that. I love want it that. The, the dude's going to be like, yo, pinky's up. Let's go. <laughs> yes. He's not going to be, be like, going to be all about the pinkies. No, mm-hmm. no, you're going to have, I'm going to have sex. We're going to create sex. You're going to be naked. You're going to be raw. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And I'm going to be like, no, um, I want to uh, mm-hmm. come on your thumbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. So, but owning, totally. Rather than where do you want to come? Mm-hmm. Be like, Yes. This is, like, super hot, and this is what turns me on. Yeah. Most people, mm-hmm. again, I don't want to speak for everybody, but most people are like, oh, I want to... What turns you on? It's it's what I call this erotic cycle of arousal. Yes. If you're turned on and I'm, like, I'm feeling awesome, on. I'm turned on, and mm-hmm. it's this thing. So you tell me the buttons to push, the pinkies to come on, yes. and what you want me to call you... Mm-hmm. Totally. And how you want me to spank you, or whatever it is, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do those things. Be, why? Because... I like you, or I love you, or I want to have mm-hmm. an amazing connection with you and create something fantastic together.
1: Yeah. And I do think, had I been like, I want you to come in my mouth, he would have. Totally. I think maybe he did sense this piece too. I was slightly hesitant because it was a different angle and I was laying down this time. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where like my biggest fear does come in mm-hmm. with coming in my mouth. That I'm like, if I'm like laying down or like on my side on my side slightly, then I'm like literally not going to be able to actually swallow. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to like choke, and that's not sexy. And then why I not?
0: Would, why isn't choking sexy?
1: No, like in the way that I would choke, I'd be like, I'm choking, so I'm going to die. I'm going to run <laughs> out of the room. Okay, like I'd be enough. like, I'm running out of the room because fair I'm enough. like terrified. Yeah, but. I think perhaps he sensed hesitation there just because it was a different angle. And like before it was like, he was laying down and I was like over him. And so like that felt a lot more confident for me, Yes. but I, I totally agree with you. And I think, um, there have been things in the past that with partners where it's like, this really turns me on. And I'm like, Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. And I've never experienced that with my other partners, but like, let's explore it and like I, mm-hmm. I, I want to try to do that mm-hmm. and experiment with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, and again, even as we discuss all this, it does all so come down to communication.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all because he, you know, it, we're so, it's such an interest and one of the reasons why I'm so fascinated with sex. We are our most raw and vulnerable and mm-hmm. open and there's so much that's communicated in the unsaid and we're so lacking in the words to actually say what's there for us that when things come up, when there's uncomfortableness, when there's weirdness, which happens when you're having totally. sex, it just does. Yeah. Is, um, I always encourage people to just, like, own it. It doesn't have to be in the moment. Be like, hey, this is weird. Right? That's what I did. But, like, and you can if, you, yes. if you're comfortable and safe. Yeah, but no, you and that's, can. that's
1: the owning it. That's me being like, yeah, this is awkward. I'm laughing. Like, I don't know what to do with it now. Yes. And he's like, do you want me to get you a cup? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Is that weird? Do you get me a cup? And he's like, yeah, yeah like, let, let me get you a cup and I'll be right back.
0: Yeah. Or it can be checking in the next day and be yeah. like, hey, like, yeah. What did you really enjoy? Or what was the thing you were least comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Or let's let's talk about this so you start Building that sexual mm-hmm. repertoire and learning. Yes. Because so much so many people come from like, oh well, this is what my last partner liked, and this is like mm-hmm. the fifteen or five or one or fifteen hundred people that I had sex with that mm-hmm. I'm now thinking, oh, I'm gonna connect with Taylor this way, mm-hmm. and not knowing like, oh guess what? Taylor, this is new coming her mouth, this is yeah. what she likes, this is what she's not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And how about I get curious about what brings her pleasure? Yes. What turns her on, what makes her comfortable, mm-hmm. and then being able to create something really amazing together rather than coming in being like, I am the best lover and I'm gonna rock your yes. world.
1: Yes. Yeah. Because that
0: doesn't work out. Too and often. I
1: think honestly, the, this just reminded me of this post. Um, this account called Shrimp Teeth. I don't know if you've heard of them, but no. they on Instagram they do a lot of just like really amazing quotes. And they do talk a lot about non-monogamy, which I super appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did a post about emotions and Mm -hmm. it said, your emotions are valid and they won't scare away the right
0: pals.
1: And there's something like in my last relationship really, really rang true to me that it was like all of my needs were like this really big, scary thing and my wants were like unrealistic and all this stuff where... I do totally think that especially when you're going through like a new sexual roadmap with someone that if those things like those things are valid for you Mm -hmm. and that if your partner disagrees or perhaps is like scared of them or judges you for them, like, that might not be the partner for you, that might not be a partner where you 're going to be able to enjoy yourself sexually yes. and be open and be able to explore that, and that the right people will yes. will get that
0: yes so i 'm a huge proponent of having those conversations up front not when you 're naked and there 's a two hundred pound dude on top of you and in you yeah like that 's awkward and. No. You know, there's a, there's a shift happening and I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for, for women that it's not only looking at sex as feeling like safe and secure and respected, mm-hmm. but pleasure as well. Yes. And communication for me is that access to that. Yes. And it may be different. It may be weird. Mm-hmm. But like use the Lita technique. Talk about the things that you like. Yeah. Because so many women and so many young women. Um, are coming from the place of, oh, I need to please my partner to do this. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to access love. I need to do this. Oh, and not really owning the pleasure and the fun and Mm -hmm. the creativity and honoring themselves inside of this equation. And so talking about it, communicating about it. And again, it's going to weed out the people Mm -hmm. who can't handle it. And you're like, thanks, we're not a good match. Um, See you later. Or thanks Mm -hmm. for the coffee or high five. Thanks for the
1: free mail. Right?
0: (laughs) rather yes. than rather than being naked and being like oh you like that i don't like that but i'm gonna shut up i'm mm-hmm. not gonna say anything i'm yeah. gonna pretend it's amazing i'm gonna fake an orgasm and then i'm gonna yeah. ghost you
1: use your voice use it
0: right it's mm-hmm. so powerful and it's the access to having great sex
1: 100 percent Uh. This has been so amazing. I want to keep chatting with let's you like do all it. the time. Let's,
0: let's let's just keep going for another seven <laughs> hours. We'll do the marathon.
1: <laughs> I really, really could. I really could. Um, unfortunately, we do have to wrap up, but obviously would love to have you on the podcast again to I'm, continue, I'm continue sharing all this information. But in the meantime, I think it'd be amazing for people to follow you and keep up with the cool things you're doing. Um, if you want to share with people a little bit about where they can find you and what mm-hmm. kinds of things you're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. DeWitt, D R D E W I T. Um, so I'm posting there regularly. My website is drdewitt.com. So again, D-R-D-E-W-I-T.com. And, um, you know, a couple of really cool things that I got going on. Um, one thing that I, I love doing is I'm doing two day VIP intensives with couples and individuals mm-hmm. in transforming their sex life. Ah. So this is specifically designed to have people create and access the sex life that they want and the sex mm-hmm. life they deserve. So if there's people out, you know that are in a relationship and it's sexless or it's coming to an end because sex is a big issue, like that's what I love doing. So I yeah. travel and do that with people, or people fly into Toronto and I do that with people. Hmm. And so that's something that I'm really excited and passionate about. Um, and also speaking, so yeah. speaking at conferences and conventions is I'm a performer by nature. Yes. I love being on a big mm-hmm. stage. It's super fun. Um, so there's a couple uh, markets that I do. So I speak at uh, universities. Yeah. So around consent and creating healthy boundaries oh, so and relationships. Um, yeah. I also do on the corporate side of things, talking about healthy workspaces mm-hmm. and anti-sexual harassment, dealing with Me Too, yeah. uh, diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. um, and then women's events. Yeah. So women and I get along very well. <laughs> yes. and, um, and so I love... Uh, So any kind of female empowerment, entrepreneurship, um, Mm. celebration of women and having their voice and doing Mm -hmm. that, that's something that I love to do. And so um, if that resonates with with anybody, I'd love to have Mm -hmm. a conversation. They can reach out to the different venues uh, or avenues, sorry, and uh, we can chat.
1: Yeah. And for people that are interested in all those topics, following you to be able to keep up on like... When those events are happening, if yep. they want to come and and check them out, which I highly recommend, um, and yeah, the like the the topics around consent and even like dating, post me too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I might be calling you back for more episodes. Well, let's do it because those are super important conversations to have. Yeah.
0: The other thing that uh, that's happening right now is I'm partnering with Durex. Yes. Um. So it's called uh, Do It with Durex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so love people are like, "Is that your it.
0: real name, Doctor <laughs> Do It?" I'm like, "Yep, it's Dutch." Um. <laughs> So, uh, you know, Durex is a, is a, is an awesome partner and Mm -hmm. we're creating, um, you know, and talking about real sex, not this stylized, cool, like beautiful, sexy bodies, but uh you know like sex like 99.9 percent of us have with our bodies and our issues yeah. and our concerns and really normalizing that talking about mm-hmm. communication talking about safer sex talking about all those wonderful things yeah. so that's that's a project that's launching in the next couple of weeks actually so i'm excited about that as well
1: love it let me know if there's anywhere where i can help obviously being open and transparent about my sex and coming my mouth
0: <laughs> <laughs> i may call you I that's mean- awesome thank you thank you for being so honest <laughs>
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you for sharing not only like all your expertise and amazing skills and tools for listeners to use, but also for sharing some of your own personal experiences too. I love when people are not only like their professional selves, but also just their normal selves. And I think it helps humanize uh, people working in, in this kind of field.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And And sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast Um, And again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time.